All right. Well, here we are with another success interview, and uh, we've got a uh, an outstanding THQ client with us, Mr. Dave Alley, who uh, I want to really get across in today's interview the 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 journey of Dave and mate, what you've been able to achieve, and I guess the, uh, also so when someone is watching this and hearing this that they can see that uh, there's always a possibility, there's always a solution for someone that may be in their business, uh, not sure how to take it business beyond where it currently is and uh, there's some really key things that you can do in order to make that work for you. So I guess without uh, any further ado, like, mate, first welcome and thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to join us today to do this interview. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for the introduction, mate. Yeah, looking forward to the chat. My pleasure. Well, people are in for quite a treat because we're gonna we're gonna talk all things your journey, uh, you know, the transition from you know your your job, which we'll get into, to the to the world records that you hold, and 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 uh, really get a yeah, you know, let people have a real insight about who Dave Ellie is, and uh, again, your journey in the fitness industry. So, we're starting with that, mate. When when did you actually decide that starting a business and a business in the fitness industry was something that you'd like to entertain or like to do? Uh, look, Jess, I think for me it started in about 2015 where um, I got back from my uh, run around Australia and uh, my wife was in the fitness industry and um, she could tell that it was a passion of mine and, uh, and, uh, and really encouraged me and supported me to go for it. And I guess that's where the, the seed was planted for me to, to, to start in business. Well, now you mentioned the run around Australia. We better we better nip this in the bud right now because it's people going. What do you mean you run around Australia? What what was this run around Australia business? Like, what do you mean you run around Australia? <laughs> well, I guess the journey really started for me in, in 2011. So in, in 2011, I, I cycled around Australia and uh, and broke <laughs> as you do it and broke the world record to do that. And um, was juggling that with full time work. Um, came back from the bike ride and just um, just was overwhelmed with the support that I got and the fact that, um, you know, people had written to me and, and posted to me online about how it changed their life following the journey and I just got so much from that from a, from a personal level and um, then the decision was made to, to run around Australia. So okay. I took that on and <laughs> four years later in 2015, um, Ran around Australia and broke the record to uh, to do that. How do you wake up one day and go, you know, fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run around Australia or ride around Australia? Where did I mean? I know we're talking about all things business, but this is important. What to get so people get to really understand uh, what a lunatic you are. I mean, what a great bloke you are. Um, <laughs> that, but no, jokes aside, what, what how did that come about? Like you riding around Australia, where did that come from? Was it for charity or was it your own personal endeavour? How did that happen? Yeah, it was a bit of both. Um, what happened was I was at that point in my life where I, I just felt stale um, in my job. I, I felt stale and I felt like I needed to challenge something big. And um, my best mate, who, who was the manager of the trip, um, he's a school principal, and he felt the same in his life and he felt like um, he wanted to do something different. And we always said we'd achieve something big together before we turned 40 and mm. it really grew legs from there. And I think... Um, sport and business the same really in that it all starts with the mindset so um for me really the the bike ride for us was going to be a charity event we were going to raise money that was linked to both our occupations and policing and, and education mm-hmm. and i'd ride about 100 kilometers a day and my mate would tow along in the vehicle and it really grew legs from there and it went from a simple two mates taking on a challenge to raise money to charity to a to a world record-breaking journey, two of them. Wow. 
And uh, how how long did it actually take the ride the ride around Australia? How long did that take you? Because that uh, broke the record right for that one. Yeah, so that was fourteen thousand two hundred and fifty one kilometres. Um, thirty seven days, twenty hours, forty five minutes. Thirty seven uh, days. That's so, yeah. enough. <laughs> so it was an average of uh, average of three hundred and seventy seven kilometres a day. Bloody hell, that's impressive. That's so good. And um, the. I mean, you're obviously you're obviously you were training and you were fit before that, but I mean, I'm assuming, assuming the training must have been bloody next level. Yeah, it was. Look, it was really it was another full time job. Um, the logistics was a full time job for the manager. Um, the training and preparation was a full time job. So, and at the time too, the added complexity of I was doing full time shift work as well too. So, as a police. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, 20 years plus um, in total in the police. So I was managing my shifts with, um, yeah, a huge sort of 30-plus-an-hour training schedule as well. And then the run around Australia, how long was that after the ride? So that was four years later. So the bike ride was a three- to four-year preparation and, and same for the run. So right. um, it was really starting from scratch because – Doing the bike ride, my obviously my focus was solely on cycling and and strength and conditioning training around that, and I was really starting from from scratch from the run, and um, you know it took that three years, four years to to prepare the body um, to be able to take it on. I would have needed like four years just to recover from it, so <laughs> let alone then go again and run. Uh, but the part I find interesting about that, and it's. Just to hear that, like the three to four years training just to get to that, I mean, it must have really, it's it's like that, um, not even knowing that was going to happen, I guess, right? Three or four years of just training to hopefully it all goes to plan and it all works and comes together for you to actually go and actually do the event and ride around Australia. I imagine that, you know, a lot of stuff may have, may have could have gone wrong or maybe did. Oh. Yeah, mate, it was huge. There was so much went into it. There's so many variables, so many what ifs and could haves, and especially over that time on, you know, on the on the bike, 37 days on the run, it was 174 days. So there's so many variables um, with the body breaking down, the weather, um, all things out of our control that that could have happened. Um, yeah, it was a huge preparation, and so much so much went into it. What did what did you learn about yourself? During that period, that like the you know because you've got the rider in Australia, the record, the run, yeah, uh, in the swim you did as well, right? And then the swim. <laughs> the swim? If you saw if you saw me swim, you'd feel embarrassed for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Titanic in the water. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, mate. Look, I think to be honest, and the other thing I can throw in there too for the people watching and listening is that I had no background in either sport, so. Yeah, I was the kid at school that would come last in the school cross country. You know, I had no, I loved sport, um, was involved, always been involved in sport and health and fitness, but um, no background at all in cycling, um, no background at all in running. Um, and it really started with mindset, to be honest, mate. That's where it, where it all stemmed from. And, you know, I, what we did was is when it was suggested that um, the bike ride might become more than just the charity event, um, we did our research and came up with what the record was and my manager came back and, and he said to me, I'll dangle a carrot and ask you uh, and, and let you know there is a record 
and there's no Australians in the top five. Wow. So I went, okay, all right. And the record was held by a Canadian and then four Europeans made up the top five. Wow. So I said, okay, you've got my attention. <laughs> and he asked me, he said, look, what, what do you think? What do you think the record would be for such a thing? And I said, look, I don't think you could ride any more than 200 kilometres a day, over 14,000 kilometres. I don't think the human body could take any more than that. And he agreed and he said, well, I found out what the record is. Um, it was held by a Canadian. He did it in 41 days and five minutes and he averaged 340 kilometres a day. Wow. And um, that's where the mindset kicked in because we both just laughed. We, we laughed. The idea was dismissed. We went back to plan A. And, um, and then I started to think about it, you know, and I really broke it down in my mind and mm. I contacted the, the record holder from Canada, a guy called Perry Stone, and I asked him how he went about it. And he said, look, Dave, I rode at about 25 kilometres an hour mm. and I did that for 15 hours a day. Wow. And I thought, I can ride at 25 kilometres an hour, but I certainly can't do it for 15 hours a day. And right. I just broke it down mentally and I just did this over time and I started, I'd go out and I'd ride for an hour at 25 kilometres an hour. And I remember ringing my manager so excited that I'd done that, you know, and um we just built from there and we just, I gained that, I guess, sense of self-belief mm. um, and I formed a really good team around me, which was crucial to it. So I had a fantastic coach. Um, I had a uh, musculoskeletal therapist. I had dietitians come on board. I built such a great, I guess, team and mentors around me and that was really um, the framework for what we went out to achieve and then um, I got laughed at every day. Every day, um, medical professionals, people in cycling and running just laughed at me and said it can't be done, and especially yeah. with your background, it's just not possible. And, um, look, I was never cocky. I was never uh, – but I was confident in myself and yeah. you know, I just had that belief that, well, if we break this down, we can – we can achieve it. And um, and that's how that's how it happened. And we did a um, – we did a trial event, a five-day trial in 2011 um, on the bike and we basically did a loop around Queensland and people may remember that in 2011 was their worst ever floods in Queensland right. and, um, you know, 20, 30 people lost their lives and that was the week I did my trial and um, I came back from that trial in those conditions and I was under world record pace and all of a sudden there was this real belief not only within myself but amongst the team that, hang on a minute, this is we can do this, we can pull this off. So many, um, so many relevant points in there with anything to, to be successful in any area of life. And uh, you mentioned a, a whole heap. And I'm assuming that uh, out of that process, you learn a lot about yourself, but also what it takes to be successful. You mentioned mindset, and I guess it starts with that, right? Uh, you had a lot of people doubting you. You had a lot of people saying it can't be done. So-called experts, you would, you'd say that for probably the most part, a lot of people would hear that, and that would be enough for them to go, oh, well, can't be done or give up. Um, what, what what were some of the real key things that you, you learn about yourself during that process? Because um, the ride's the ride, right? But it's the three or four years, the build-up. Uh, I'm assuming who you become during that process has been with you, you know, now and you carry it through with other other, other endeavours such as business that you do. What, what were some of the main things that really, that really you know, you, you learn about yourself during that process? Yeah, mate, I think probably the biggest takeaway I got from it is the power of the mind over the body. Mm. Um, and what you can actually achieve if you have that belief within yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably the the main one. And what we're actually 
physically capable of if we put ourselves in that position. Yeah. Um, I think there's so much and there's fear of people's opinions, there's fear of failure, really yeah. take over a lot of people's lives and same in business. Yeah. You know, so many people out there and trainers, they want to take their business to the next level or they're teetering between I'm in this safety net of, look, I want to get into the fitness industry, I want to take it on, that's my passion, but mm. I'm just too afraid to take it on, um, you know. Or in my current job, I've, uh, it was the same for me, you know. I had a background of 20 years in policing and, and I looked at it and, and had those thoughts of, you know, I get six weeks a year annual leave, I get sick leave. Um, I get my superannuation, I've got a family to feed, you know, I've got a mortgage, all these things that I'm sure people can resonate with that have gone yeah. through their mind. And it took me a long time again to have that mindset of, you know what, I'm just in that place now where I'm ready and I'm, I'm ready to do this. And and I got, I think that mindset um, comes from those events. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me it was, look, to this day, um, where do I consider myself in terms of an athlete? There are way better athletes. There's way better cyclists. There's yeah. way better runners than me. Um, but I think my mindset is my strength. Yeah. Um, and to me too, it was having that team of people around me. I just didn't want to let them down. A lot of them had made huge sacrifices for me. Mm. So I think belief was the biggest thing that that I gained from that and setting myself a target, having a goal, Having the big goal, but then reverse engineering it and breaking it down of, okay, well, how, here's the big goal. And if I stopped at any point, I think, and thought, I'm about to cycle 14,000 kilometers, I don't think I would have ever left home. Yeah, such a good point. Yeah, I broke it down literally into day by day. um, And then I broke it down to hour by hour. And when I was struggling, I broke it down. You know, I'd look ahead and I'd see a street sign and I'd say, just get to that street sign, get there and reassess. (laughs) <laughs> and I, I think that's that. relevant with business as well too, mate. You know, there's so many ups and downs um, yeah. and challenges along the way and a lot of people fall off along the way because they think it all becomes too hard. And if we just break it down, we have our foundations in place, you can you can do it. I love that and uh, I love about like the, the breaking the down and the, the right team and you, you surround yourself with the right people and coaches and, you know, all that stuff is so transferable uh, over to business. You know, and I, again, I see it all the time since 2008 running the THQ is that, you know, people set the big goal, but then they start talking themselves out of it. Like you said, there's that, what about this? And what about that? And what if that doesn't work? And you, you can see why people just don't even make a start. Um, yeah. But that's the important part that you're able to break it down. You're right. Because if you're only just thinking about the the bigger picture, you probably wouldn't have left. But it's like, well, let's yeah. prepare for this over three years time and let's break it down. If I can do this and can do that and, and really, that's the, the way to inch yourself forward, right? Where a lot of people don't even make a start because they talk themselves out of it or they get defeated beforehand. So Exactly right, yeah. And I think there's that you know, rocking chair, the test, they say, which I really believe in. And I don't, I'm someone that I don't want to look back in my, the nursing home and I'm dribbling on myself and look back over my life and, and have those regrets that I didn't try. I'd yeah. rather have had a go and failed than look back and think of the, the should-haves and could-haves and what if I'd done this. Um, and I think that's really the, the basic building blocks for any success. And I'm the, I'm the big fan. I talk about this often with people that exactly when you look back, that's all you got to have, you, you know, regardless of the money you made, that whatever it is, that all that stuff's great. But you will look back and that's what you're left with. You're left with 
did I give it a real go or did I just cruise through life doing the bare minimum, you know, because I just, every time I got a bit hard or tough, I just bailed. Because re- the reality is regardless if you made it half away around Australia, one third, you know, because anything could have happened, the, that who you become just leading up to that event was the real was the real gold, right? That was the stuff that really made you who you are now too, like gave you all those attributes because Absolutely. you got the world record, great, but man, like just most people wouldn't even do the three or four years just to lead up to it going, you know, so many things could have just gotten in the way but you didn't allow them to and you kept stuck sticking to your gun and, you know, just kept moving forward until, you know, you got the result, which is great. Yeah, and I think that's a big point, mate, as well too is that, Look, people say now, oh, you must be stoked. You know, you've still got the both records. You know, we're 10, 11 years on. And I say, yeah, the records are great, but it's really not what matters to me. What I'm most proud of from myself from a personal level is that I finished both events and I had nothing left in the tank. Yeah. I was done and I look back and that's the thing I'm most proud of is that I left it all out there on the road and I finished and I look back on both events and there's nothing I would have changed, even though there were so many um, hurdles along the way. I wouldn't change a thing. I gave it 100% and that's that's the win for me. You know, people will come along and they'll beat both records and I hope I'm the first one there to congratulate them yeah. because I'll know what they've been through. Exactly. Yeah. And it'd be like um, less than probably one zero point zero 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 point something percent of people who would ever actually ever experience something like that. So, mate, amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing, mate. And again, it's like I love it. It's who you become in the process of any pursuit or goal that would be with you forever. So, yeah, mate, it's absolutely amazing. So, uh, that knowing now people know that bit about you in the background, and you know, then you wanted to start the business in 2015, I believe you said it was. Yeah. Is, is that when you officially started? You would have been policing still, but did you, you were running your business part time, were you? Yeah, yeah. People will find this funny, and I look back now and I laugh, but. How I started was um, I got back from the run and I had some time. I had about a month off work recovering and had discussions with my wife and she said, look, just start a run club. So for me, yeah. So I started with a run club up in uh, Sandgate on the north side of Brisbane. Oh, yeah. And I was charging $5 a person and I'd go home sometimes and I'd Oh, I made $10. We went for a run. I can't believe people would do this. You know, this is awesome. And that was that was where it began for me, you know. And um, I guess too for me it was it was tough because I'd been in a government job for 20 years. So my knowledge of business, how business operated, what I needed to do was zero. Yeah. So I had no background whatsoever. And I did that for a few years. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then it got as time went on. It became a real passion um, and I could see the difference it was making to others' lives and mm. sharing my story and seeing others achieve. It became, for me, more about what others were achieving. I got a real buzz from that. Yeah. And, gotcha. um, yeah, and then it was about 20, where are we now, 2022? In 2020, yeah, yeah I, got, um, I got serious about it and I thought, if I'm going to do this properly, um, I need support, I need a team around me, um, as I had for the cycle and the run. And I guess I took those learnings and that format, what I'd used, into business. Yeah. And I thought, okay, you succeeded in both those events because you had a great team around you. So that's, um, that's and I still remember, that's when you and I had our first discussion and I, I reached out to Trainer HQ and, and um, I just felt that real connection straight up. And um, 
I think too mentally once I'd made that decision that I wanted to be to be serious about this and that was the path I wanted to go down. Yeah. Um, got the support from you guys at Trainer HQ. Um, it went from there really. Yeah. It's uh it's a, again a couple of things like I did an apprenticeship and left school and 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 that's when I whenever I look at doing something that I've got no uh, skill in or knowledge in I just go well you do an apprenticeship or a trade or something to learn how to do that particular job well uh, it made sense for me too when I got into business go well I need to find my version of the apprenticeship to you know to get somebody who's been there done it to be able to help me fast track and understand how to do all the stuff rather than trying to just run the hope plan and figure it out. So I definitely resonate. Yeah. I definitely resonate with that part. Um, and then in, in just at the end part that you said there as well, uh, you said that you just decided to get serious. About yeah. Um, again, my experience has been that some people never decide that mm-hmm. they're going to they're be half in. I'm kind of half doing my business. I'm half not doing it that well. And as a result, they don't really excel where – it's funny, like if you don't ever decide that you're going to be successful on something, you never will. It yeah, sounds like that yeah. was the case. You went right. I'm just. This is it. I'm. I'm going to. I'm going to go for it. Was that. Was that how it was for you? Or was yeah, I. I still remember it actually because at the time I was. I was um, working ridiculous hours, so I was full time policing. Um, but the commute was an hour each way from my home. I was juggling full time shift work with um, PT, so I was PTing before and after and whenever I could around my roster. And so you were commuting like, You were commuting from where you were to to policing uh, an hour? That was, yeah, oh, so wow. it was an, okay. an hour each way plus um, usually eight or ten-hour shifts and then I was doing up to um, sort of 15 sessions a week PT around that and doing 100 hours a week some weeks and it was it was literally killing me. Um, and then, oh, hearing it. yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, and it was because I look back now with the benefit of hindsight and go, I wasn't in that hundred percent mindset that I wanted to go for the business. I was still unsure and making that decision. Yeah. And then I was driving home one night after seven nights a night shift and, and I it just, I just said to myself, that's it. I can't do this anymore. You need to make a decision either way. Um, so I went in the next day to work and I said I'd like to go part-time um, with a view. I thought, you know, I can juggle both and I went part-time for I think three months and then I left. I went full-time with my business and, mate, I've never looked back. I've never had one day where I thought, oh, that was a bad call. I've thrown myself into it. Um, <laughs> the lifestyle change has been phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I love every, I love everything about it. So then, so because you went from the running club, but then, uh, so people know uh, that, but that transformed into you running your home studio, right? So you started at the running club, but then at, you might, there was some point you set up your studio at home, right? And then you started, started actually training people more with strength and conditioning or whatever it may be. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So I started with the run club and then we moved down to northern New South Wales. Uh-huh. So I started the run club down there and then I started taking on um, PT clients, but I was mobile. So we didn't have the studio at that stage. Gotcha. So mobile so, first. Yeah. Yeah. So I went from the run club to run club and mobile. Yeah. And then from there um, we purchased a home and converted our garage space into a studio. Um, And then we went next level again there. So, you know, I started off uh, run club. I'd often go to a run club session to be one person. 
Yeah, um, yeah. So it started from there to now, you know, averaging 40 to 50 PT sessions a week um, at the moment. I love it. I, and like, it, I mean, everyone starts somewhere, right? Very early you go, yeah, I started my business and I had 50 clients. It doesn't work that way. It's like, yeah, yeah so again, the one to then mobile to then into the studio uh, that you started to, you know, take on clients there to the reality now, what what's how does the business look like? So, you know, part-time and the, and the policing to then go on full-time, like I'm out of the business. Uh, what's the business look like now? What explain to the people watching and listening, you know, how does the business operate? How many clients, sessions, all that stuff that you're doing at the moment? Yeah. So instead of my hour commute um, in each direction to work. So two hours um, saved there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So there's time saved there. So, um, my commute to work now is about 15 metres um, from my bedroom to the studio, to the home studio. And, um, yeah, so typically for me, a morning will start anywhere between 5 and 6 a.m., yeah, um, right. usually through till 10 or 11. And then I have a, a couple of hours to myself during the middle of the day for admin and and um, and then I kick off the evenings usually between 3 and 7. But it's another interesting point, after having spent so long um, in policing, even to this day, I often laugh because I feel guilty because I feel like I don't have a job <laughs> and I can have the middle of the day. You know, I live two kilometres from the beach, so I'll often grab a coffee at lunch and go for a walk on the beach and do my admin and, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a, it's like a guilty uh, feeling, like this is too good. <laughs> not um, not putting up with drunks and, um, uh, you know, like service paradise at 3 a.m. in the morning. and <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, it's a big difference and, and that, and I think it, it, then it spreads to all areas of your life. So obviously I'm a much happier person. I'm a much healthier person. I'm not now I get to sleep at night. I'm not doing shift work, which then yeah. flows on to family. Um, and my biggest concern or my fear for not wanting to do it was mainly centred around income. Yeah. Um, and I'm now earning double the income I did policing. So, wow. <laughs> you know, that fear was always there. And if I'd gone down the other path and played the, and gone the, the safety route, um, I wouldn't be where I am now. So double the income, uh, <laughs> probably half the hour, because I don't know about anyone else watching this, but when you were saying you were doing like 70, 100 hours a week, a lot of people are feeling really lazy right now, I think. <laughs> so, uh, and, and again, that's mindset, right? They're what people are willing or not willing to do in the short term to get what they they want, really. A lot of people aren't prepared. They, I believe a lot of people I speak to, they want to be more successful, but they're not willing to do what it takes to, to get the success. So, uh, you know, here and again, is it time, is it hours, that, that mindset and drive to go, you know, and make the decision, this is what I'm going to do and find a way to make it happen. And yep. uh, your journey alone, what we've heard, we can hear that, again, when you when you make that decision, you'll find a way to make it happen. And, oh, sure, we all have to go through, you know, maybe doing stuff that's unpleasant or not really what we want in the short term, but those who can persevere and get through will, will then get the rewards. And now you're down the beach 15 metres from, you know, from, <laughs> from where you live and no travel and double the income, so all those, I guess, and like happier and all those things are really yeah. important, right, lifestyle-wise. I guess you're in you're in control of your own life. Yeah, yeah, mate. I, look, I absolutely love it and I just encourage people to, you know, get get that team around you, get the support network and, and look, the other thing too is, you know, I encourage this, you know, you listen to the podcast, read the books, take in on the knowledge, but at the end of the day, it's up to you to take the action. 
Yeah. You know, we can have the people, your mentors, our coaches, our business coaches are there to support and guide you through this. But at the end of the day, you've got to be the one that takes that action. Yeah, so point. I, I you know, <laughs> I don't know how many of consultations I do when I'm speaking to potential business owners, and that's the one thing I say. I go, we, we we know to do our part really well. We've we've got all the experience over 27 years. We've got all the the training skill set to help you. However, what we can't teach is mindset, attitude, drive, taking action. That's that's all in your basket, you know. So you're so right. You know, you're only as good as uh, the client you're working with, and we know that in the industry, right? So, Two people, same support, same help from the trainer. Yep. One person gets amazing results. One person doesn't really use what they're being, you know, given. So yeah, it's such an yeah. important point you make. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What what's up in business line? What 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 what, did, what was your current biggest challenge that you you faced? I mean, we did tap touch on some of them. Uh, at the start, was it was it was it more just making that decision of like leaving the the full time security of the job? It, was there anything else that you go well, look? There was a real challenge that I found in my business in terms of you know I guess you were new to business, so you have to learn everything. Was yeah, it really yeah. stands out that there was a point where you go, yeah, one of my biggest challenges in growing my business. Was there anything that stands out? Yeah. See, again, I was someone that, again zero business knowledge, and we laugh now. You and I and my coach Brad Davis. My first session, we had a conversation where I used to book my clients in my old paperback diary, and that was <laughs> that, that was my booking system was the diary, and um, that's all I knew. You know, that's yeah. all I knew. So I think for me, the the challenge um, was building the foundation. So I'd say that's my best advice to others new to the industry: is build the framework first, yeah. gain that knowledge, have your systems in place, have the foundations well rounded. Have all that and build from there. Um, and I found that it was exciting for me because um, I had no knowledge. And again, people can go, "Oh, fuck, that's all too hard. I, I don't know where to start." But I, I loved that experience of, "Hey, I'm learning something new here," um, yeah. and take on the advice and and um, yeah, get the get the foundations right, um, and then build from there. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's interesting, you know. I see a lot of education providers out there, and they even advertise it. You know, as a PT, you can make six figures in no time, and you can have the dream life and whatever. And yes, you can. Um, but you've got to be able to prepare to do that work and and have those systems in place. Yeah, not a lot. Of, not a lot of people are talking about that side, are they? <laughs> They're just no. talking about the the end. But uh, yeah, it's it's way more important to. To have all the structure, the systems, all the all the stuff that's not sexy. I guess that's why it doesn't get talked about because it's not. It's like you know, the run around Australia. People see the glory at the end, but they didn't see the three, four years of you out there by yourself training and doing the, doing all the work. And that's not typically what happens, right? Is yeah, you don't see that you don't see that bit. You don't see you studying, listening to the podcast. You just see the results now. Oh, Dave's running a very successful business, but once again, what they didn't see. Yeah. Was everything that you had to put into it, all the learning, education, because it's been like over the last two years, right? You've been, you've been going yeah, for right. it, and your business. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's been a huge learning curve for me, and it still is. I mean, I don't yeah. think the journey ever ends. To be honest, I think there's always something. No, not for, business. Yeah, <laughs> you know, business and personally, like we're we're growing. You know, every day there's something that I pick up and I learn and and um, and take on board, and and yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. Two years you've been going at it, but I, I like I know plenty of people have been in business for a hell of a lot longer, but that still 
haven't done what you're what you've achieved based on just ignoring all the things you talked about. So you know, not not really making that decision to get help, not that not making the decision to get around the right people, just cruising and getting by. So mm. again, time to the side. It's there's a formula for success, right? Rather than you know achieving an athletic endeavor, business, and a relationship. There's always a there's always a success formula that's been laid out, and you rather decide to use it or you just hope and pray. But two years, it's it's not a really long time when you think about it to go. Yeah. From, Part-time business, run club, you know, and then go right, get serious, leaving the police force that you did for twenty years. So now running a, a very successful business. It's, yeah, it's not a long time, you know. Apprenticeships nah, aren't that short, you know. It's yeah, yeah. So it's a credit to yourself and a credit that if you do follow a formula of what's been proven to work and you apply yourself and take action like you did, that you get the results. Yeah, exactly, mate. Have that faith and trust as well, too. I think you know. You know, that, which was huge for me is that um, I thought, you know, my trainer HQ journey, I thought, well, if I'm making this investment, um, I need to give it the respect and my 100% attention um, and take on, be prepared to take on advice and learnings um, and implement that stuff, you know. Um, I think it's a big one. I like the way you said that. I've not heard that before, but that I have the respect the investment and the decision that you made. I, I, I've never heard that, but I really like that. It's it's it is important, right? To, you can you can still invest in something and still not utilize it or use it. Uh, but I like that the fact that you actually gave it the word respect that you did respect this decision and you took it very seriously, uh, as you probably did the run around Australia. So yeah, it's a good way to it's a good way to to actually look, frame it and and talk about it in that sense. Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. It's, I guess, <laughs> the way I live my life really, it's 100% or it's nothing. Yeah, uh, kind of get, I think we get the sense of that. <laughs> uh, and, and like, while, while not everyone may follow that exact journey running around Australia, but again, the habits that I've heard on this interview are just so important. The, the, the mindset, the habits you have, uh, it, it's just critical, right? It sounds like a can-do attitude, have faith. Uh, trust because that's the thing right a lot of times we, we don't know you know again you didn't know you're going to make it around australia you have to have faith and trust in the process you trusted yeah. in your coach and your team and yourself and a lot of times people can't handle it if they can't see the crystal ball telling them it's all going to be okay that's yeah they, they don't pursue it because they can't see it happening you know rather than having just faith and trust that it's going to take place and more importantly no matter what you're going to be better off than where you were Absolutely, and it's, I think it's blocking out a lot of the negativity as well too that you're surrounded with, you know, whatever I've done. Even when I left policing, you know, I had a friend, policing friends that were just calling me saying, mate, are you okay? You're like, this is you're crazy. What are you doing, you know? Look, at you've got this safe job, you've got this career, you're 46 years old and you're leaving to do this. Like, you're crazy. And, and now the same people are coming back to me and, and asking, hey, how did you do that? <laughs> yep. yep they don't want to be first they, they don't want to be first yeah now, yeah now you're doing it now it's how did you do it yeah yes, yeah exactly yeah and you get a lot of that and i think you've just got to have that your focus on what what your goal is and that's different for everyone you know what goal or and and that's a, i think a great part of the fitness industry as well too there's so many different branches off the tree and that's finding your niche and, and what makes you tick and what you're passionate about and, and throw yourself into it. It's um and it's interesting that word safe, you go safe, like you go like if, if that's your goal, that you know, your life's all about being safe and playing it safe. 
then that's exactly what you'll get, right? And that's back to your original yeah. thing because I don't want to look back in the rocking chair going, oh, I played it safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you know, my dad was in the police force and, uh, you know, it was when he was retired. It was a long time ago now. And that was one of, and that was another aha moment for me because I would have still been reasonably young when he retired. But he said, you know what, if I had my time again, I, I would have left the police force a lot earlier to do something different. Yeah, and I yeah. could see it in his eyes, and I could see him actually, you know, for the better part of his of his last at least even 15, 20 years. I could tell it was just now a job, and he was just exchanging time for money. And I'm sure there's yeah. plenty of people that love it, right? Like again, yeah, like, yeah. everyone's got a different path in life, and and love it, and they'll always love it. But I could tell for him even that, it, you know, it was it was just exchanging, like looking at the clock, going, oh, well, another ten years to go, another five years to go. And I remember him looking at me, but it wasn't just him saying it. I could feel like I could feel the regret. I could feel the disappointment that he didn't, that he didn't go for it. Yeah. Um, but he said like he he accepted it and he, and he was, he was, you know, he was honest about it, but he said, yep, if I could have my time again, I, I, I would have done something. I would have liked to try something different. Absolutely, mate. I used to see that so much. And like you said, there was people and that was their passion and they loved the job and everything about it. And that's great. Yeah, um, 100% support them. I think it's great. Um, but so many I saw in there too the other way that were just hanging out for retirement. They still had five or ten years to go and they were miserable. They were unhealthy. They were overweight. They were unfit. Um, they were angry at the world. Um, and I had an honest look at myself and looked in the mirror and thought, well, that's the path you're going down. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, so so important. And I think what a lot of people lose sight of is that I go, we're in a first world country, you know, in Australia, you're never going to starve to death unless, unless you really want to, you know, you're not, you're, we're not getting shot at or bomb shop or any of that stuff at this point anyway. Yeah. Uh, if you go for it and it doesn't work out, the worst thing that you would have been, you would have been back in the police force or doing some other job. That's right. You know? and, and I think it's an important part for people to realise is that, you know, if you go for it and you don't make it, well, you know, first, second, third, fourth time, that's the other side of it, will keep pursuing until you do get there or just trade off playing it safe and small. And, again, I've always said that the truth will set you free and the truth is a really good thing to be – like I say to people, if, if you're going to agonise about kind of going for it but you're not and you're making all these excuses, just say, I am not prepared to go for it. I'm I'm just playing it safe and get on with it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly, own it. Uh, and own it, yeah, and exactly that's exactly the case. Or go for it. And the worst case scenario is you're probably just back in the job or doing what you were doing beforehand. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. At least right. you can be in your rocking chair, like you said, looking back, going, you know what? What, what I'm most proud about looking back is that I actually went for it. Yeah. I left nothing yeah. on the table. Like you said, I went for it. And that's the thing I'm going to be most proud of, regardless if I make this much super or I hung in for this much super or whatever, which is ridiculous thinking, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Um, exchanging you know, the lifeblood of our life we've got on this planet to then just for a bit of super or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough exchange looking back going, well, you know, I wish I would have, but I didn't. So yes. some great messages, mate, in, in amongst all this today. And, again, just so honoured to have you on today sharing your story from the, the, the um, you know, the achievements we talked about at the start to, you know, coming through. And I hope really people have listened to this and, and some light bulbs have gone off or it's been inspiring to go, you know what, like you decided on that day. The next day I think it was you said I'm ringing, I'm like going part-time. And then I'm out. I hope that there's someone listening to this going, yeah, I've been delaying or putting off. You're really going for it. And I hope they've taken what they've learned today and heard today to go, 
it's time to draw the line in the sand and rather and just go for it. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah, I really encourage and support that. And and look, the people that really care for you and love you, um, they'll get around you, you know, and and make it happen. Agree, absolutely agree. Well, mates, again, you've been an absolute uh, inspirational. Um, another story that you know when you set your mind at it and you want to achieve something, you can do it. Thanks for your time to come on the day and, and share your story and and your success with us. Also, the challenges and everything you've had along the way to, to show that you know we can all do it if we if we really put ourselves in the right position to win. No, it's a pleasure, Jace. Great to have awesome. a chat, mate. All right, take care, and I hope everyone's got some uh, huge value out of this uh, interview today. Thanks, Dave.